Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Welcome to episode 47 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the podcast. This week, I have one of my favorite artists and surface pattern designers on the show. It's Mindy Young of Indie Bloom Designs. Mindy has just the most beautiful, soft colors. Her florals are amazing. And then she has a few plaids and other fabrics that I just, they're to die for. They're just right up my alley. And she has been just having so much success with her business. So yes, she is an artist. She's also a very successful entrepreneur. And I've had listeners request to have her on the show, so I'm really excited to have her here today and talk about how she started turning her art into surface pattern design, and then how she started to really grow a business from that that's been very successful. Before we dive into introducing you to Mindy, I'm going to read this week's review, which comes from Casey of Wellspring Designs. Casey says, the wisdom of experience. Elizabeth is such a gem. Her insights and conversations have been so valuable to me in the beginning stages of building a business. It's opened my eyes to the many avenues of success available within the creative industry. And how amazing to learn from someone who has been there and eagerly shares the wisdom of experience. Casey, thank you so much. And she actually was a guest on the podcast, episode 11 from June 18th, 2021. We had a business coaching call where I talked with Casey about how to grow her business, and she and I actually just got to meet recently at QuiltCon in Phoenix. So she's become a dear friend, and it's really fun to see her business grow and to see where she's taking things. With that said, let's dive in and meet Mindy of Indie Bloom Designs. Mindy, thank you so much for being on the Craft Career Podcast. It's seriously an honor and a pleasure to have you. You're someone I've admired and looked up to, and so it's kind of fun to have you here chatting with you. I am wondering if you can tell our listeners what you do. Just a little introduction to Mindy of Indie Bloom Designs. Well, I just want to say thanks for having me. Um, I listen to your podcast, and I love it. Um, I have been... uh, surface pattern designer for about six years now. And I got started um, when I first, I had, so I had my um, fourth child and I started painting things for her um, nursery and I started posting it online and people were like, I would buy that if you would sell it somewhere and things. So I was like, oh, all right, I'll just look into it. And I found Spoonflower and I was able to print um, my wallpaper and fabric through there. And, um, the demand just started coming in and um, I started selling and uploading more designs and people just kept coming back and buying more. And so um, I, from there, I just grew into this business. It just kind of boomed and um, I was completely self-taught. So I didn't know what I was doing at the time. And um, I was just kind of rolling with it as, as it was coming along. And then I kind of looked, I, I, um, I looked around to see if I could learn more and I found Bonnie Christine and learned so much from her. And then my business like really boomed after that. Cause I learned like the foundations of surface pattern design. And, um, since then it's just been great. And I've been able to, um, connect with so many wonderful creatives and just share business tips and, um, just, just 
connect with this community. It's just such a great community to be a part of. So it is. So, well, a couple of questions. One, which year did you take her immersion course? I was in her very, very first, like 2018. Yep, I that, was, that was the same one as me too. You I, were in that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. I was in the same oh, one. Oh, we're alumni of the same year. Yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I didn't know you had four kids. Okay. Let's talk about social media. You do a very good job of keeping your personal life and your business separate. Is that intentional? Yes. Um, I like, I am a very private person. <laughs> I'm, I'm shy too. Um, and so it takes a lot for me to share lots of personal things on Instagram. It's something that's like, I have to really come out of my shell to sh- share personal things there. Um, but I try to do snippets. Just, I've been told before that I'm boring because I just share all my business stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll come, I'll come out of my little shell and um, try to share some more personal things with people, but it's still just a little bit. Um, I do have like my personal page for my family and those types of things, but I do like to keep it separate. So Yeah. Well, and whenever you share those little personal things, I love it. I'm like, oh, that's her husband. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> and so I'm curious, does your husband have his own career? Tell me all the things that you do, like the pieces of the pie where you're bringing income in. Cause I know the polybag thing started recently. So tell me your different business ventures. Okay. So, um, just being in the design world, it opens up so many doors to what you can sell your products on. Um, so in 2000 and let's see, it was 2021. Um, we decided that my husband was going to quit his job and we'd start like a poly mailer business and let him kind of run with it. He also has other business ventures going all the time. So, um, we're just like, let's, let's just do this together. So he quit his job and we've been working full-time together and we've actually decided. So when we got into it, we didn't, we didn't see how like shipping and all those things from overseas was going to be affected. So it was like the worst year ever to jump into a product-based business in 2021. And so because of that, we've kind of put it on the back burner, um, he's got other things going that are going very well. So we're like, why don't we just put our energy into the things that are going well right now? Um, so he's doing that. And I've decided to kind of branch out in my design. Um, I, I teach, um, how to do what I do. And then also this year I'm opening up a new subscription to, it's a free subscription where people can subscribe and then they can get access to a store where I will sell, um, select designs for people to be able to buy and then use on their products. Um, I get lots of demand for people wanting to do this. And currently I only license to like a small amount of people and I'm trying to find a way to bridge that gap of being able to open the doors for more small companies that want to use my designs for their products and, um, just kind of just make it well-rounded, um, so that they're not so limited with what they can do with my designs currently. So that is such a cool idea. How did you come up with that idea? Um, you know, it's something I've been thinking about for a while, just because I do get the demand of people always asking and it's like, how can I help them without, um, having to like do these emails back and forth all the time with contracts and all those types of things. And I thought, you know what, this is an easy way, um, where I can have people subscribe where it feels kind of like a membership almost, but it's not, um, but it feels more exclusive and then they're getting exclusive access to these designs and being able to use them. And there will be like a tiered licensing. So like the small company can use it up to the larger company can use it. So it will be a, it'll be a great thing for lots of small businesses. And my 
uh, I reached out to my community and said, you know, what are you thinking? What would you like? Got lots of feedback. Um, I was thinking about doing a membership with a member, uh, like a member price and things. And they didn't like that idea. So, and obviously I like, they're, they're my people. So I want to take care of them and make sure I'm serving them. And so I decided to make it free and then just do a tiered pricing for everybody. Cause then everybody can join in and I don't have all the messy things of like the membership's too high for somebody who just sews at home and just wants to make something with my design and print it off. And so it kind of like bridges that gap for everybody can be a part of it. So. I just know I want in, like, I don't even know what I'd put your stuff on, but you did do a free, like a business card type of a thing with the poly bag. And I remember emailing you like, it's okay if I print this, right? It's okay. And you're like, yeah, you can print it. I was like, oh my goodness. And I love it. So I just, it's such a great idea. And I'm curious, you talk about your audience and, you know, these people that you have a connection with, how have you built this audience? How do they have that connection with you? You know, I, when I first started, I I kind of started like trying to make things and sell it myself. Um, But then I, when I came back, I realized like I am a designer, like at heart, like I love designing for other people. And so I wanted to stay in that, that realm. And I learned though, like the business, like I learned how to like put stuff up on Etsy and all those types of things from trying to do it myself. And I realized those are my people. Those are the people that like I want to cater to. And so I really try to love on them and make cute designs. I imagine things like made like baby products mainly. Um, and I try to envision them selling these things. And so when I'm creating, I'm trying to create these things that will sell very well for them and help their business. And I think that's what just brought people back to me all the time is because I'm constantly creating for them and hearing like, Oh, your designs were like my best sellers in my shop. And I repost those things on my Instagram all the time to show people like, I'm helping you too. You know, like you're helping me by buying my designs, but I get a thrill off of helping them more than, than the other way around. So like, when I see that I'm helping other businesswomen be successful in their businesses, like it just, it's the best feeling ever. And so like, I, I feel like I have the best job in the whole world. <laughs> well, I feel like you do too. I love what you do and I'm glad you do it. So when people buy your stuff, well, I still feel like we need to tap into all the different pie, pieces of the pie, but what, so they're buying their stuff and putting it on all sorts of things or what kinds of things are they putting it on? Yeah, I have, I have quilting makers who, um, make quilts out of my prints. I have like, um, small business owners who own like small bow companies, um, up to like these elaborate baby companies. Um, I also work part-time for the copper pearl where I design for them, um, exclusively for their company, but they, allow me to continue to sell my designs through my platforms to other small companies. I just can't do big licensing deals anymore with um, other baby companies. But um, so like it's, it's a huge range of products. I mean, like the other day I've got an inquiry from somebody who wants to make like a bag that goes over their product. So it's like, it would just be the cute thing that people get to open up when they open it. I think they do, they do slides for kids, like for their playrooms and stuff. And they just wanted my bag to be what, is like what they get to open. (laughs) So um, like random things, but it's, it's amazing how many products you can put your designs on. So, yeah. And how, how much time do you spend? Is it daily with your painting and just trying new things? I wish I could spend more time. Like I'm finding, okay, I need to start hiring out 
virtual assistants because like my time is so limited and um just as far as like designing goes I probably spend a couple hours every day I try to get on like either my iPad or I try to paint um and just spend time in my creative element because it it is easy to hit burnout too when you're doing all the things Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so I try to put myself in a creative spot at least once a day. So, okay. And your iPad, I just assumed you're always watercolor. Is that right? Watercolor? Yeah, that's mainly what I'm known for. But okay. I, do, I do do digital designs as well on my iPad. And you can make them look like watercolor too nowadays. So, true. <laughs> so, like your little bunny drawing that I saw recently, is that an iPad drawing? Yep. That's something that's a digital design from my iPad. I use Procreate, is the um, design. Um, application that I use on my iPad and it's amazing so okay and then you teach a course is this on how to use Photoshop or what do you teach in your course so um, a lot of people will come to me because Illustrator will like totally destroy your um, watercolor or just any sort of like painting um, type of roster images they it just destroys them and people are always like how do your designs like look like watercolor printed on fabric and the thing is is i i sell through print on demand companies who like they print um digitally so they have a higher range of colors that they can print and they can print watercolor to look like watercolor where another company that doesn't print digitally um they're, they're limited in colors so it really destroys your artwork And there's still ways that you can kind of convert your artwork to print limited colors, but it's, if you're a watercolor artist, you're super bummed when you do this conversion. And, um, so people were coming to me asking me how to do this. And I thought, you know what, why don't I just make a course? Because I I get so many questions. I might as well just make a course. And I, I talk about how I sell on Spoonflower and how I've been successful there. Um, I teach them how to take their, their watercolor art and make patterns out of it so that they can put it on pretty much anything they want. And I, I give um, examples of places you can sell at there. Um, it's been a really good place, and I've gotten so much good feedback. Like, I, I'm asking people, tell me the bad things, too. And I seriously have had, like, no negative comments on my course so far. So it's been, like, really great. But then yeah. I've been like, did I not give them enough? But everybody's happy. So right, <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> Yes, I do get that feeling of like, no, tell me, I really want to know the things, you know, but that's great feedback. And I'm intrigued. I've only done Illustrator, so I might have to dabble and take a look. Yep. And I I do everything in Photoshop. And then I also teach a small portion of it in Illustrator so that if you do want to know how to like convert it to a vector file that you can um, limit colors and stuff, I show them what it does. And so that they can physically see like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I don't want to happen. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. print digitally though, if you have like a printer that you work with that you can print digitally, it is definitely like something to learn and um, just know both ways for sure. Yeah. And you print with Hawthorne. Mm -hmm. I want to say Hawthorne Supply Company. Is that the right? Why am I yeah. spacing on they, that? Okay. They changed their name. So, yeah. Oh, they did. Okay. So, is it just Hawthorne now? or? So, it's Hawthorne Supply. It used to be, um, oh, what was it? Hawthorne. Oh, no, I'm not going to think Okay. I'm not the only I one. Right. <laughs> they, they did just change it to Supply Company because they started selling so many other types of fabric and those types of things and wallpaper and things. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I do love their stuff. They've got great stuff. So, you work... 
licensing for them, Copper Pearl. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yep. And then you have your courses. Am I missing anything? Uh, I sell at Spoonflower. Um, I've been a top seller there for a few years now. Um, this last year, I was able to sell over a million dollars in revenue for them, which has been super great. Um, wow. I love selling for their company. And um, I'm trying to branch out. Like I always am reaching out to other fabric printers to see if we can make things work because people like everybody's like super particular in the types of fabric they like to use and all those things. So I'm always trying to find new people to work with um, constantly. So, yeah, very cool. So I am curious when, when did you see your career really launch? Um, so really it was, it was like the year after taking immersion through Bonnie Christine, like that year really launched like my business, I think just learning those skills, like the foundational skills of surface pattern design really helped me. Um, even though before that I was doing very well, like I was, I was almost, um, hitting six figures before that. Um, and only selling through spoon flour at the time. Oh, and then, um, once I learned from her, I got the job working at copper pearl, um, working part-time and then I also um, started venturing out, selling with like Hawthorne and some other um, print companies. So from there, like I was just able to really like grow my income so much more and really make it super successful to where I'm making multiple six figures now. And um, I really, I really believe that um, taking that immersion course helped me. And just, just knowing like that you can always learn because like I could have kept doing my self-taught stuff, but I really didn't know, like if somebody asked me to send them a file, I didn't know what format would be good to send it to them in. Like I just, yeah. I knew everything was a JPEG at the time and that was it. <laughs> so, um, it, it was embarrassing too, when I started getting licensing inquiries from big companies that were like, we need this file format and all these like color codes and all these things. And I'm like, I don't even know what these are. <laughs> so I'm like hitting Google, you know, and then, um, but just learning, I feel like really, and that was in 2019. So it's right before COVID hit and COVID actually though for like, I don't know if you've seen this too, but like in the fabric industry, it was such a great year um, because everybody was at home, like finishing their projects, you know, yeah. and things. so it really boomed for me that year um, as crappy as COVID has been. Um, right. It was a very successful year for me that year too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very big year for crafting in general, you know, anything where people are at home. And I do love just, I mean, same when I took immersion from Bonnie, just my eyes were open to, I mean, even for me, I was like, wait, she has how many students and she's charging how much I could do that, you know, and seeing her platform and I don't know, it just opened my eyes to a whole bigger world. So when people are afraid to invest in their education, because you can, you can have success, but you don't know what you don't know, you know, until you take these courses and learn from other people. And yep. do you think you'll ever offer any kind of business mentoring? I'm asking for myself here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am like kind of thinking future um, that way. But when I like really think about what I love to do, it's really just like designing. I, yeah. I, I love sharing business with 
other people like business tips. And like whenever anybody emails me, I'm always happy to like write them back and things. Um, but as of like right this moment, I'm not, but okay. um, for future, I like, I, I love being on shows like yours that like where we can share these great things. Cause I mean, you can never learn enough and you just never know the possibilities that you can open for yourself when you learn more. So. Yeah. Agreed. I heard a quote last night that I really like. There are more roads than there are roadblocks. Mm -hmm. So whenever you hit a roadblock there, there are always possibilities and places you can go. And so, uh, okay. Another question I have going back to your art, how did you find your style? So really it's just like, I was designing things that I would buy. Um, anything that I loved, I was like painting it, like the flowers that I love, obviously like I'm known for my flowers and, um, that's where I find joy is like painting flowers and girly stuff. Like I'm super girly and, um, painting something for my daughters, anything that they could wear. Like I imagine them in swimming suits for summertime. And then I design some cute, like summer line, um, of designs and, so really it's like thinking about what would I buy for my kids or what would I buy for myself? Um, and then from there, it's just like my inspiration comes from things that like were in my past. I love, like, I'm just an old soul. Like I love, I wish I could have grown up in my mom's era, like back in like the seventies and those types of things. Um, so I kind of have like a little retro vibe in my designs and it's from that, but really it's like, I think about all the, the things I loved as a child those types of things. And I paint and make art with those things, like the colors, everything. Um, I love, we, we take lots of walks around where we live because we live in the country and it's so beautiful here. And, um, I, I take lots of inspiration photos. Like, I think I literally, I, I probably should look, but I think I have right now, I have 13,000 photos on my, <laughs> on my reel on my phone because it's like, I'm just constantly like, Oh, this would be the, the prettiest colors for my next collection, or this would be such a cute pattern or whatever. So I'm always taking pictures of lots of things, but that's usually I like that. how I find my inspiration. And that's, that's where I thrive the most is thinking about like my own personal self, I guess. Sounds mm -hmm. in a way, but it works. It's successful. So. Well, okay, that's interesting because I was talking to a girl who I, I mentored, Maud of the Retro Quilter, who actually she lives in Canada, and she was like, "Ask Mindy how I can get her fabric." So, is it available in Canada? So, I do have a few people who will license some things. Um, they'll the license to do um, just like some little print runs of so much yardage. I don't have anybody there currently, but I'm always looking if people want to refer, like if they know fabric printers that are similar, like print on demand companies like Spoonflower and those types of places, I always love reaching out to them first. Um, but I'm, I'm always open to new people. So I, I did have one other girl printing, but she hasn't ordered in a while. So I don't want to like refer her name yet. Right. <laughs> I haven't gotten like a reorder from her in a while. So um, yeah always welcome for new, new people. So, and well, and why I brought her up, she brought, she was talking about finding her ideal customer, you know, who, what's her niche. She's like, honestly, I feel like it's me. And I, I feel like most business owners, that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like you find something you love that you would want and you create that. And naturally your people will gravitate towards that. Do you find, it sounds like you find that to be true. Yeah, totally. 100%. Um, I feel like when you are selling something that you love, 
people see that passion and they, they feel it from you almost and they want to be a part of it and they want to keep watching you because you're so passionate about it. If you're not selling something that you're not passionate about, usually people are like, nah, you're boring. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, this is true. Yeah, they just, they don't find that connection with you. So I feel like you, you pull those people in that are similar to you and that want to follow you. I really love that. Um, also geeking out, reading a book, Decoding Greatness. And he talks about kind of being obsessed with this thing that you love. You know, he talks about David Bowie, different musicians and how they would gather and collect libraries of music and artists. They gather a library of all the different things they love on your phone, you know, that you just kind of become obsessed. And, and that's, and he said, if you want to become an author, if you're not reading a ton of books, you're not, not to sound callous or rude, but probably not going to happen, you know, that you have to love this thing and just, and not do it because it's work, but because you love it. So I don't know. So you feel the same yeah, in that regard? Totally. And I think you, you're more inclined to burn out if um, you're doing something that you don't love and that you're, you're not serving the right audience. Um, you'll, you'll feel burnout like so much faster. This last year I actually worked through burnout, but I'm, I'm serving my customer, but I'm doing it by myself. And that's where I need to start hiring people. So I'm to that point where I'm like, okay, you can hire people to do these little jobs. Like it'll be okay. It's just like letting um, go of that self, like the control freak inside of myself. (laughs) I know. I know it. And this baby you've created, letting someone else, Mm -hmm. you know, take over a bit of that, but it is a good thing. I'm excited for you to, to experience that freedom. Yes, it will be good. Yeah. And okay. If you were to think about a creative entrepreneur, if you could think of one tip overarching, I never know if it's overarching or overarching, but one tip that you would share for them starting a creative business, what would your advice be? Oh, there's so many things that I can say. (laughs) All right. Say them all. Say them all. (laughs) Um, I would say number one, just start. Um, I think that was the biggest thing for me was like, I was just doing it for fun and just like, I got started. I wasn't worried about like, Oh, is my design going to be the best selling on Spoonflower? Like, am I going to, is the, the market oversaturated with me already? Like with my type of people, like, you know, sometimes I think we think too much and we don't just do. And, um, if you, if you catch yourself thinking too much, just, do it. Just write down the first step that you're going to take and just do it. Um, I, I feel like I get a lot of questions like that actually from other entrepreneurs. They're like, I just don't know where to start. Just start, like start somewhere, just write down a date of when you're going to launch your website or whatever. It doesn't even have to be perfect. My first website was total junk, but you know, it does, it didn't matter. People still bought my designs because that's what they were coming for. They didn't care how my website looked. Um, And those things can come later, like the fine tuning can come later because like, as you grow, you realize what works, what doesn't work, those types of things. Um, If you're planning too much, you're going to, you're probably going to fail because it's like, you're wanting everything to be perfect. And I have the tendency to do that because I'm a perfectionist at heart. And sometimes it's like, you just got to step out of your head and just, just start somewhere and you'll just see the ball roll faster and faster by just beginning to start. And so don't be afraid to start. Like that's, that's the hardest thing is just start somewhere and don't worry about all the rest. Like just keep like your tunnel vision on your goal 
and like drown out the noise of everybody else. There's always going to be competition. There's always going to be somebody else doing something. Just focus on like your customer and your end goal of what you want to accomplish and like tune out everything else. Hi, right. That is really great advice. And well, two other questions that I have now that were spurred by that. But one, what do you have to say to people who say the market's oversaturated? So a lot of people ask me that and I'm like, you know what? I don't even like, I honestly don't care about like everybody else. Like I just, I just do, I do me. (laughs) And I'm like, and whoever else loves it, come join the party. Cause like, we're going to have fun. And I think that's part of it's hard as a designer too. Now that I'm like really in the design world, like I get caught up sometimes in like watching what everybody else is doing. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I hone myself back in. I'm like, it's all right. You don't have to do, you don't have to have a Christmas collection, a, ha- a Halloween collection. Like I don't have to do all the things. I just have to do me and do what works for my schedule, do what I love and like success will come regardless. And I feel like if you're always looking around at what everybody else is doing, you'll never find that like, you'll be more of like a trendy person that's like doing things that everybody else is doing and you'll never like stick out from the crowd. Like when you're focused on like you and your vision and your goals, um, I feel like those are the people who are finding like true success is because they're not, they're not looking around at what everybody else is doing. They're just like, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to win it, you know, and they're not worried about everybody else. And it's, it is hard sometimes when you're in ruts and those types of things. Like I, everybody's human and Mm -hmm. I I find myself getting caught up sometimes, but then it's like, you got to remind yourself, okay, let's go back to the basics. Let's just go back to what, why you're doing this, why you love this, who your customer is and how can you serve them better? So. I love that. And then I'm also wondering my last question of the day, I'm reading a couple of books. One is just a little one by Austin Kleon, um, steal like an artist. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? When you first started, was there an element of looking and copying other people's art before you got your own look? What are your thoughts on that? So I've read his book and I love it. Um, I totally recommend it to anybody who is a creative. He is just a genius and he just makes it, I I don't know, like my creative brain just really soaked up his book. It's wonderful. Um, There's always going to be like, I feel like, You can be an original, but you're never a true original, kind of like what he talks about in the book, because like our inspiration can come from certain things, but like somebody's already made it or done it, you know, like you're just recreating another idea that somebody else has already had. So like having that mindset of knowing that like you're creating something new for you and, but it's already been created somewhere in the world, like something similar And just totally finding um, who you are as an artist or as a creative and just just going to those roots of like why you design or why why you sell certain things. um, It really will help you create that unique, I guess, flair that everybody wants to follow and be a part of. Um, Because if you get caught up in like the copying and all that stuff. There's so many things that like look similar um, or you'll be an artist that like never truly has their own identity because they're always like being a chameleon to like copy somebody else to try to be successful. Um, They'll never really 
truly rise to that success that like, say somebody like me has, they, they won't get there because they're just trying to be somebody else all the time instead of being original to themselves. So really like just being original to your, to yourself, um, will bring you plenty of success. Yeah, I, I agree. And I don't know, tell me how your thoughts on this as well, but I, when I have a student who puts a pattern out and they're like, Oh no, someone created this and it looks like mine. My biggest advice is just don't worry about it. You know, like if, if they're going to be a copycat that that's not sustainable, you know, if it truly is, and sometimes there are weird coincidences that it looks similar, but just kind of, I don't know. And that's kind of the other side of it. One, that are you copying people? And two, are other people copying you, you know? Um, but have you experienced that where you feel like someone may be trying to copy your look or I don't know, how do you, how do you handle that? Yes. And it's, it's part of the downside, I guess, to this business is, you do like, cause my brand is so well known now that like, I, I will get emails as soon as somebody posts something that's like, looks similar to mine. I'll get all these DMS and emails that are like, look at this person. They're using your design or they've copied it or whatever. And it's, it is super hard. Um, I found that like, I can't waste my energy on those types of people because it drains me, sucks me dry. And I, I've let it in the past. And now it's to the point now where I'm like, okay, if this person wants to be known as a copycat, that good on them. Let them, let them do it. If it's a big enough company, like say Walmart or somewhere like that was to actually take my design, I would probably pursue it legally. Um, but like you just, it's so hard because there's so much of it that goes on, which is super unfortunate that people have to be that way. Um, that I can't let it suck me dry anymore. Like I, I let it for there for a while when it was happening really bad um, especially overseas companies just ripping off my designs. Um, you can actually get on Amazon and like Google Indie Bloom and people are selling stuff under my brand on Amazon. Oh and my. I used to file complaints and stuff, but it take, takes hours to do this. Like they don't make yeah. it the person that they've copied or stole it from. They make it really hard. And so it's really, and same with Pinterest, Pinterest too, like people stealing my designs for phone cases and those types of things. Um, but if it's a big enough company, I pursue it legally. If not, it's like, I've just got to keep rolling. And I just hope that karma comes back to them one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have to believe it does. I just have to believe it. Let's hope so. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm going to keep hoping that you post little tidbits of your personal life because I, for one, really enjoy seeing them. So thank That's, you for I'm trying really me. hard to come out of my shell. I'm such like a shy <laughs> person naturally. So it is easier for me, I guess, to be more like social on social media because it's like I'm not with actual human beings like looking at me or anything. But I, I am. That's that's my goal for these like the next future years is to be more personal and to share more of my life. So you'll Yay. see. I look forward to it. I will say that I just went to quilt con and it's so funny, a big quilt convention and we're all a bunch of introverts, you know? And so we're like people, ah, you know, it's like a fun yet stressful situation. <laughs> so I feel you. I feel you. Well, thank you for our listeners who want to find you and see all these beautiful things that you're creating. Where can they find you? Um, I have my websites, indiebloomdesign.com and then my Instagram and Facebook are the same Indie Bloom Design. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. It was so fun chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor and I hope your listeners enjoyed. 
Mindy, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Your work is just breathtaking and inspirational. And now I want to go pull out my watercolors and start painting. And your business experience and success is really very cool. So thank you so much for those insights and for taking time to be here. If you enjoyed this episode with Mindy, go ahead and take a screenshot. Share it with your fellow entrepreneurs or artists. Let them know that success is available to the creative entrepreneur, that you can succeed. Thanks so much for being here this week. Be sure to come next Friday. We have a new guest, Kylie from The Modish Quilter. We'll be here talking about starting a brand new quilting magazine and how she did it. Until then, have a wonderful week and we'll see you next Friday. 